0: Everybody, welcome to the UEA's Nursing Podcast. My name's Joe Ellis Gage, and today I have Naomi and Sean. Hello,
1: hi. Um, my name's Naomi, and I'm in my third year studying Children and Young People's Nursing.
0: Fantastic. Hi,
2: I'm Sean. I'm a third-year Adult Nursing Student.
0: Okay, so thank you for coming in. So the reason you're here is to talk about um, one of your placements that you've done, um, and you guys have done a slightly different placement than the majority of people on the course, and. Slightly different than a lot of people would be expecting. Um, so you spent five weeks out in Thailand. Um, and it was part of our um, professional development placement, the PDP placement that we have, which is a placement that you guys do at the start of your third year, which is uh, it's not an elective, but it's a bit like an elective. You try and choose somewhere to go to that you think will help you develop. You might find something of interest. So people go all over and do lots of different things. And for you guys, we'd started doing an international placement, and Thailand was was the place that we could go to. Um and a group of eight of you went. Um and you've come to sort of tell us about your experiences and your your time out in Thailand. Um so let's get, let's start before you even went to Thailand. Um what made you want to go on an international placement and not, you know, pick somewhere down the road that was a bit easier to get to?
1: Um I think. In all the UK placements that we get through the course, um, you don't get to choose the area that you're in. So, and um, it was really nice to sort of go and be able to explore different areas that the international placement offered. Um, and as a child student, you got to do um, adult there as well as pediatrics, okay. which was really interesting.
0: Sean, what made you want to go?
1: Well, funny you say that actually, because when
2: I had my interview to come to UEA, I literally spoke about being able to go on an international placement, I think it's something I always wanted to do. Um, And at the time, we didn't know if that was going to be possible, coming out of COVID. Um, So when the opportunity became, like, available, I knew that I was going to apply for it. But I think I've always kind of considered, like, life outside of nursing as well. And travel nursing is definitely something that's quite, like, upcoming and a lot of people consider... um, so I think I wanted to, from that perspective, go to see if that's something yeah. I would like to go into, um, which I think it definitely is.
0: Okay. And have either of you been to Thailand before?
2: No. <laughs> no. First no. time,
0: yeah. so, Okay. Um, and were either of you kind of like seasoned travellers? Have you been, you know, uh, out exploring different places or holidays being sort of more standard and closer to home?
1: Um, I think I've mainly just been around Europe. Like I love adventurous holidays and things but I've never been further afield really than than europe so yeah this was very exciting Quite big yeah. experience yeah
2: mm, yeah i don't think I'd, i haven't done like any backpacking or anything like that so solo traveling wise mm-hmm. this was kind of like the first snippet really
0: okay and then just to give us a bit of an idea of what you'd kind of done up until that point where your placements been in the first two years what sort of what sort of experiences have you had you had
1: um, so in first year, I've had quite a range of experiences. I've been quite lucky actually. Um, so I had a general pediatric ward in first year and then pediatric theaters and recovery, okay. which I really, really enjoyed. And then in second year, I had another general children's ward, but a different hospital. um and then I had um a community placement um, where I shadowed a community nurse, which was really good. And then um Thailand was the next one, the first the next one. third year, yeah, okay, cool. Um, obviously doing adult nursing
2: My first placement was on the stroke ward Then I was in an outpatient hospital So that covered so many different things um, Including like day procedures and uh, McMillan Centre okay. um, Then I had community uh, Where you do a week of health visiting as well And critical care And then
0: than thailand. <laughs> yeah okay so both had fairly varied kind of experience bit of community bit mm-hmm. of acute ward and just some theatres and critical care mm-hmm. so you kind of got the some sort of acute um clinical kind of settings which are a bit more complex so probably both of you quite broad experiences before going mm-hmm. yeah but nothing like what you found when you got to thailand i'm guessing no no, not <laughs> no? Not at all. Okay. it was a whole new experience yeah. mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about we're not going to talk about the some of the, the practicalities of it at this point. We're gonna we're gonna do a second chat review that talks about how you got there and the finances and all that kind of stuff. Um, but just tell us about the experience of arriving. So you you, you all set off together, eight of you and one lecturer, mm-hmm. and you all went together. Um, how did so it work?
1: We sort of got to know each other. Um, we made a group chat of all eight of us and our lecturer before we went away. And we met up a few times just to talk through um, any sort of things that we had to organise for it. And then we sort of became friendly from meeting each other a few times. We had some like mutual friends at university.
0: So you um, two didn't know each other particularly before you went?
1: No, we knew of each no. other. but we <laughs> Knew of each went other, like that sounds friends. ominous. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, they only lived two flats below me
2: in first year. So we'd always kind of like knew of each other, but we'd never really yeah. like, become like, good yeah. friends.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Until and
2: now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we just met up a few times, got on really, really well, um, and decided we'd book our flights together. Um, and we thought we'd go a few days early just to, because we wanted to, to do a bit, little bit more traveling before we got to Chiang Mai, which was okay. where the placement was. Um so we went a few days early to Bangkok and had a few nights there and that definitely helped us sort of settle get used to the culture and and the time difference as well.
0: Yeah yeah rather than arriving and almost going straight into yeah. to a shift.
1: Yeah. yeah. Obviously some of the other students
2: did do that and I think arriving on that Sunday and then being on placement on the Monday I think that was quite brutal because yeah. the time difference um I think everyone was affected by that.
1: And even having traveled a bit before to Bangkok, when we still arrived on the Sunday night, it was quite late in Chiang Mai. And I think we were, it was all like quite overwhelming, even though we'd already been out Mm. in the country. So it definitely helped to go out a little bit earlier.
0: Okay. And then where did you stay? So what sort of accommodation did you have when you got there?
2: So we stayed in a hotel, all of us together. Um, which was, I think, recommended to us by the lecturer or something like that. And we all agreed, like, that would be a nice place to stay all together. It was actually a really good um, location, really modern um, and nice. And we were all either on, like, the same floor or, like, two apart. So our rooms were, like, next to each other. So it was quite nice that we were all close.
0: Okay. Brilliant. All right. So then... You get to that Monday. Um. What did you, where, where did you go? What did you do on your first your first shift?
1: So we had a minibus that was arranged that picked all eight of us up and the lecturer each day, which was really really useful. Um, and we went to the nursing college that we were linked with, and basically had sort of introduction day. Got to know our buddies. So we had two buddies each who we could make contact with before if we wanted to via this Facebook group um so we met our buddies introduced ourselves and just sort of went through what the timetable was going to look like for the five weeks
0: okay Mm. and um what what sort of experiences did you get in those what was when you set out on day one you think right this is what I'm going to be doing where where did they say what, what the options what were you going to see
1: um, so, it was divided into three weeks in the hospital and then two in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we were all paired up in the hospital, so we always had someone else with us, which was really nice. Um, and we felt like the mix of having one adult student and one pediatric student was really good because I know Sham was with a pediatric student and she found that really useful. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, we're in our pairs and we rotated around critical care um trauma cardiac care unit um neonatal intensive care and uh, like a male medical ward Mm -hmm. um which was really good so we got a range of experience there
2: as well as like other wards as well if there was something you were particularly interested in they would take you off to that ward and show you around and you could spend a bit of time there um going through like the different equipment or patients they see there
0: yeah and what about like shift time? So, you know, were you doing the same sort of things that you were doing here? You're doing 12 hour days or early starts or how did that work?
1: Oh, The shifts were a lot nicer, actually, in, um, <laughs> on the placement. So we had in the hospital, um, actually, for the whole placement, it was 8.30 a.m. till 4.30 p.m., mm-hmm. which was so much nicer than the usual 12 hour shifts you get yeah. here. Yeah. So that was quite nice. Um, so, yeah, you had a lot of time in the evening, which was nice to do your mm-hmm. own thing as well.
2: And we were in four days a week, so usually Monday to Thursday. And then we had Friday as our CPD um, research day. And then Saturday and Sunday off as like exploring.
0: Yeah, okay, we'll come to the exploring in a minute if we want to find out where you explored and where you went to. Um, And how did, so the first three weeks you were in the hospital, Mm -hmm. how did that compare to the trusts you'd been to, hospitals you'd been to in, in the UK?
1: It was it was very different to be honest. We we kept saying similar but different. Um, that was like a common theme that came up. Um, their attitudes to healthcare and was quite different. So, for example, their infection prevention and control measures they had they were a lot more relaxed in some places compared okay. to the UK, um, which was quite noticeable. Um, but then they had a really good attitude towards like waste. So. For example, because I'm quite interested in theatres, we got to watch a pediatric procedure when we were in theatres, um, and they use like metal pots and sterilise them instead of like using plastic, so there was a lot less waste. So mm-hmm. there were quite a few like positives to take back as well. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. There was like s- some,
2: not so much negatives, but some things that we were quite um, surprised by. I guess um, one of them being a kind of their approach to care. Um, and how they look after their patients just is something that we found was quite different. Um, And also something that was quite shocking to us was the use of restraints, um, which we hadn't seen in our placements in the UK.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I'm guessing you weren't necessarily expecting to see that when you got there. It wasn't something that you kind of had thought about before you went. You were just expected it to be, a bit different, but the same principles.
1: Yeah, it was definitely surprising when we went onto the wards and we weren't expecting it at all. Um, but we'd like talk to the nurses who we were shadowing there and just sort of try and understand, you know, why their approach was like that and things. Yeah. Mm.
0: And did you sort of discuss the differences with them? Did you sort of say, oh, we, we follow this infection control procedure or we do this back in the UK?
1: Yeah, we definitely talked about it a lot. Another thing with like the infection control was they had these negative pressure rooms for isolating yeah. patients with contagious like, infectious diseases. Um, and they were surprised that in the UK, we didn't really have that um, and they did. So Yeah,
2: that was something that we all took back and thought that that was really amazing. Like not only do they have infectious wards specifically with all negative pressure rooms, but even on like a male medical ward, their side rooms are also negative pressure, um, which is just something you don't see here. But also something that just came to me was um, the use of um, cameras in side rooms. Oh, okay. So they um, can monitor the patient from like the nurse's station. And also, I think in ICU they had that as well, um, which is obviously something that I don't think you would be not allowed here, but isn't something that happens here. Um, so we kind of was spoke to them about that and um kind of queried why why they do that and I yeah. was learned wanted to know more about it.
0: So when so basically when they were sat in their nurses station, they could still see what was happening in all the side rooms from a, a screen which had a live sort of camera feed coming through.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they had eyes on all the yeah. patients. Um and they sort of talked about why they thought that was like beneficial. And
0: and what was their rationale for it? What did they say?
1: I think mainly to just have an eye on the patients at all the time. So if they, they didn't really have, they had relatives visit, but not a lot. So I think it was sort of reassuring for them to be able to see their patients from any place. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, you can see the logic behind it, can't you? You kind mm. of, we have side rooms that you having to constantly go into. We might have people on a monitor. You might have a central monitoring if you've got a particularly sick patient. But in general, side rooms here are just that, aren't they? They're out of the way and you have to go and have a look. And you mm-hmm. can see from a safety point of view how you could argue that having a camera would help. But we've probably all got our kind of confidentiality and patient dignity kind of yeah. hat on that goes, you can't just be filming people all the time.
2: Yeah, we did, we did speak to them about that quite a bit, actually. Um, but I think... From what we saw, it seemed to work quite well with patients, especially in side rooms because sometimes, um, especially if you do have a deteriorating patient or something like that, um, being able to monitor that patient where not only you as that designated nurse, but from the nurse's station where all the other nurses can keep an eye out Mm. um, seemed to be something that worked well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose from a point of view of what the patients are expecting, if that's what they're used to, they're happy with that, it might be that that's, that works, I guess. Mm. Interesting. Um, and what about the sort of conditions and the presentations that you saw? Uh, were you seeing people coming in with the same things that we would see here?
1: Um, well, whenever we went onto to a new ward and sort of went around the hospital, we'd always ask, what are the top five conditions. Mm. So we'd say all of the <laughs> top five. Um, and so okay. the nurses would talk us through the most common presentations they had to their ward or unit or A&E. Um, I know when we went to go to the paediatric ward, um, it was quite interesting because their top conditions were very similar to what I've experienced like, on the paediatric general wards here. Um, So there was a lot of acute asthma, um, broncholitis and RSV um, and then epilepsy and febrile convulsions as well. And then a lot of um, like DMV, so diarrhea and vomiting as well. So quite similar,
0: really, really similar to the stuff that we'll see. Yeah. And what about with the, the adult patients? Similar sort of thing or?
2: Yeah. I mean, on the male medical ward, they kind of had a bit of everything. Actually, they had. I think in their top five, they had like stroke and sepsis, which obviously we see quite a lot of. But we have definitely bigger designated wards, like a stroke ward, um, to look after patients like that, whereas their acute wards didn't have as many beds in them. So in comparison, their um, ICU, they well, in the hospital that we were in, they had different ICUs. So they had um, like a neuro they had like three uh, neonatal ICUs um so they divided them up but in most of them there was about like eight beds so something that i found really shocking was um there was quite a few patients on the m- like the medical wards um who were intubated um just on the bay um yeah. whereas you wouldn't find that you're intubated here you're in intensive care intensive care but there aren't the beds for that um but also the nurses on the medical ward are um trained for that which i don't think they are obviously here we have like the critical care course and things like that
1: um so that was definitely quite interesting
0: yeah. yeah that is interesting you wouldn't have expected no, that, that no. particularly and yeah
1: yeah. even like the ratio of a nurse to patient for the intubated patients like here you'd expect maybe one on one or two <laughs> yeah. to one but mm. there you could have six patients on not in ICU and then with like one nurse to them so yeah that was quite shocking yeah
0: and what about the like the the treatments the drugs the methods were they comparable to what we've got the we've we've got lots of the same presentations Mm -hmm. did they deal with them the same
1: um I think one thing that was interesting was there so they can give out antibiotics there so you can get them from a pharmacy without prescription and they would particularly on the medical wards they'd say oh we have a lot of problems with um drug resistance yeah and um it was interesting that they said that because you thought oh well because mm. you're prescribing the antibiotics. Uh, you don't have to prescribe antibiotics. So I think drug resistance was a big thing.
0: Did they see that link or did you kind of... did I think did they...
1: they knew about the link, but it was almost like there wasn't the connection quite yeah. made. Yeah. Mm. I think we were definitely more aware of
2: it because we know that you can't just get antibiotics like that. Um, but I think something that we found as well, um, we when we were on um, all of the boards we spent time with like the, our preceptors were kind of like the nurse in charge mm. of that area. So they were really informative, especially about all their statistics. Okay. Um, so Naomi mentioned the top five. Um, and this is something they're really hot on. They uh, work out if for each year, all the statistics of all the patients that come in and what are the top five diseases. And it s- slightly changes each year. Um, and to, their, their focus is definitely on patient stay and reducing that time, which is similar to the issue that we have here. Um, but something that we saw was they have like plans in place for patients. So say a patient with pneumonia, they have like a three day plan of this day. They're having this medication this day they might be seeing chest yeah. physio and this. And then by day three, they want to be discharging them home, things like that. Um, and obviously that isn't always achievable, but they really push to keep to these set plans that they have for each disease, um, which is quite interesting because we don't have that here. And no. we do find that um, like length of stay in hospital definitely is an issue.
0: Yeah. And I suppose that's a... a Like a very structured way of going, right, we've got this condition, we know how to treat it, Mm. so we'll follow this and we'll fix it. Whereas Mm. we have a more of a, we talk a lot, don't we, about like patient-centered, person-centered approach where we treat everyone slightly differently and we tweak it. But maybe there's an element of efficiency that we don't have as a result of that.
1: Yeah, I think the care in the UK is definitely a lot more individualized Um, and there's a lot more communication with patients as well. Um, oh, okay. We've noticed in the UK compared to in Thailand, it was more the nurses are more like, okay, right, we've got to do this today, so we're going to get it done, and there was less sort of interaction with the patient and sort of consent gaining as well.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. something yes. on a whole we notice that the patients were really accepting of care and treatment. There seemed to be that if you were. In hospital, not isn't the case for everyone. But if you were there and you were seeking treatment, you kind of were accepting whatever the doctor said. It was almost you like needed. their version
0: of consent was, "I'm I'm here, therefore yeah, I'm consenting." Yeah, yeah. Whereas we would be like, "Right, we're now going to do another task. Here's what we want to ask you about and get your opinion and your consent for." Yeah. And, and how does their healthcare system compare to ours? Like, is everyone there under a uh, an insurance policy, or is it private? Is it uh, a system like the NHS that we have here?
1: I think the for a lot of um treatments, like the government um helped fund them to like the different hospitals. Um and then there were some things like in the neonatal intensive care unit, um, there were some treatments um that were slightly more expensive, which parents were expected to pay for if they wanted their child to have them. Which oh so like a it's like
0: a top up to it, like an enhanced yeah, level definitely. of care.
1: Um but then that was in the public hospitals and there were also private hospitals there. Um, But talking to the staff there, I think most of the patients at the private hospitals were sort of tourists or people there, international patients.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We did go
2: to the private hospital um, and we all found it quite interesting, not only how expensive things cost, but um, how on like the ICU wards uh, or intensive care, um, how the patients, weren't critically ill at all, actually. You had patients sitting up in bed and they were um, obviously still um, unwell, but you wouldn't have in public hospitals, and especially here, people who are to that degree of, um,
1: well, just sitting on...
0: And when when on the public hospital, you've got intubated people on general wards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was quite a contrast, yeah.
0: How was that to kind of cope with and how i was going to ask the same thing about like the top up of like you know if you've got a bit of money you can have this extra treatment Th- is that hard to deal with for uh, from your point of view
1: yeah definitely i think because obviously with the nhs it, like treatment is provided and paid for um, and patients and parents don't have to worry about that so it was quite hard to see because um sort of some people could afford it some people couldn't and it sort of seemed unfair like there were a lot of inequalities mm. um so that was quite hard to I and and
0: that. what did the how did the patients see it? Because like we we have it with our kind of I suppose our realize how fortunate we are with the NHS and kind of an idealized sort of view of things. Did they just accept that this is just the system, or yeah, did they feel the injustice so. of it?
2: So. Yeah, I think especially like going back to like the plans that they have in place. It's once you have that treatment, you need to go home. But I think within that time, like we all know that sometimes three days isn't enough mm-hmm. for someone to be um, well enough to go home. Um, but also in Thailand, they have a lot of support from the family. So it's very expected for to look after your parents or your children when you're taking them home. Um, and they are seen by community nurses. But I don't think there is enough of that. Here, as such, we wouldn't send someone home if they didn't have anyone to look after them. Yeah. Um And obviously, putting plans in place like that take longer, which is why people spend. More I was going to say, yeah, like we team. have a lot
0: of patients who are fit for discharge, mm. but they can't go because they've got the care in place or whatever. Yeah. Did, you didn't. They didn't have that problem there because it was on, on the family to. Yeah, it was almost it in
1: nature that they would just go home and be cared for by family around them, yeah. friends around them. Yeah. Mm.
0: That's interesting. So in a way that they've got an easier, whether it's the right way or wrong way, I don't know, but discharge sort of system and this sort of set care plan system where they're like, this is what we're going to be doing. But I guess they're turning over their patients and getting through them probably a bit quicker. Yeah. And that's how they're keeping down numbers down, I guess, in, in hospital.
2: Yeah. yeah, we found that as well, looking not only from like a nursing perspective, but like the MDT, um, and on the medical ward, just going back to that, we did see um, the physio, but they only saw a couple of patients. But there definitely wasn't an emphasis like we have here of getting out of bed and the benefits of um, physical okay. uh, health and like exercise. Um, because we did find it quite shock- shocking how patients could be in bed all day um, and how... Would that help with their deterioration or not? But I think it's because they are prepared to send them home in that state because they've got the family to look after them. They are focused on giving them the treatment to help them get better. And then the recovery almost happens in the community and at home, which is something that I feel like we, we have a really good MDT approach here
0: yeah um yeah and we, we we're conscious of hospitalizing patients and them becoming kind of institutionalized mm-hmm. and losing their independence mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff that we want to make sure that they're up and able and is we're not perfect at it but ready for discharge when we're ready for them Whereas these guys uh, approach has got a slightly different slant on it hasn't mm-hmm. it yeah. interesting and did you um did you enjoy the time in the hospital like did you, what 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 was the best bit about being there
1: I think just I really loved the time in the hospital it was so so fascinating to see like the differences Um, I think it was mainly just really good that you got to rotate around so many different areas and so for example when we were in trauma I love trauma and I'd never really get the opportunity to do something as a student here because my acute placement was in theatres um, so that was really good. And then they were very flexible with showing us other areas, like we mentioned earlier, like the paediatric intensive care and yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, you got
0: to kind of get in and have a good yeah. look. And what about you, Sean? What, what do you enjoy most about the hospital?
1: Oh,
2: I really did enjoy trauma too. Um, but our preceptor was um, amazing about getting us to do like practical skills. Um, so we saw. Um, quite a few burn patients or there's a lot of um RTCs out there uh, from motorbike accidents um so we were able to do lots of dressings and things like that and that's something that I'm really interested in um but something we haven't really touched on yet was the kind of traditional medicine uh, Mm -hmm. and we they in the hospital they have a uh Thai traditional um medicine center um where they do see patients. And I think that was really interesting to us to see how they include that within their care. Mm. Um, that was something I think we yeah. all
1: really enjoyed.
0: That's interesting. Yeah,
1: because there was this very modern approach to healthcare in the rest of the hospital. Um, and then there was this traditional approach as well, all within the same building. Um, so it was just, I think it was really useful though, because we saw some like positive outcomes from it. So. There was a woman who um, sort of they used Thai massage to sort of improve um, lac- and like initiate lactation yeah. um, for this mum who wanted to breastfeed. Um, and we watched the procedure and it was successful and mm-hmm. she was able to feed her baby. So, and the hospital could make referrals for patients who the modern medicine wasn't really working for them, didn't really provide the desired mm. result, and then refer them to the traditional unit and see if that helped. That's
0: interesting. Mm, yeah. So you, it's not that you get one or the other, it's that you've got, it kind of complements it. Yeah. It's like we've got, uh, we know what the tradi- the traditional methods are and they might help us yeah. develop on the other ones.
2: Yeah. We saw, oh. um, as well from a stroke perspective, we saw um, a stroke patient who was having acupuncture yeah. to help with um, like right side of weakness. And that was really interesting. Um, especially having a straight placement in the past, like that. Is yeah, you wouldn't have seen that I'm, over on the yeah, walls. Yeah, I didn't here. even know that that was um, a treatment like option. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting.
0: And um, what was the most challenging thing of working in the in the hospital setting? Before we talk about community,
1: I think mainly it wasn't to do with like the actual um, care and treatment and things. I think it was probably to do with the heat because it was so hot out there and mm-hmm. in, in our student nurse uniform. Um, because you wore your, your, your,
0: your UK uniform out there, yeah. yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah, it got very hot in the wards and they did have fans and things, but they were blowing at the patients, of course. Yeah. Like, we weren't the priority. You couldn't obviously. go stand in the way of the fan no, and get it exactly. all to yourself. yeah. No, I think
2: um, not that this was, a, it's not a negative thing, but I think um, it could be a challenge for some people was the almost constant rotation because we spent three days roughly in each um, ward um and was obviously constantly rotating between different preceptors and different patients um and it was really nice to have the other nurse that you were partnered with like the other student because that was a familiar face and you really worked together um but just trying to obviously take in all the new information and learning
0: um, it's probably quite exhausting
2: yeah i think so i think because you want to always get as much as you can out of that experience um So it's always, it was kind of changing every couple of days and you're really trying to make the most of it. So it's not not a negative thing, but just a challenge to kind of be on the ball all the time. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: the idea is you get loads of experience, go out and see all these different things, Mm. but the challenge is that you're trying to fit all that in. And normally on a normal placement, you're probably two or three weeks in before you even get settled. Yeah. Whereas you didn't get anywhere near that amount of time in one place.
2: No, but that's why I think... Obviously, we all had lunch together as well, which was really nice. Um, and we had met the preceptors before, um m- most of them before we actually went on to the wards with them. So they knew us and everyone was so friendly. Yeah. Um that's something we definitely have to like praise them for, that they were so accommodating. Um, like the students at the college as well as like nurses on the wards, that we would just like walk past, that like everyone was so nice to us and made us feel really comfortable. Um, so yeah, I think that's something we like can't fault them on.
0: Yeah, so you were really welcomed in. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And then tell us a little bit about the community. What What did you see there? How was that different to community nursing in the UK? Um,
1: we saw a range of things in the community. So both like paediatric and adult. Um, so we went to this um, institute for like child development Um, And it was for children with complex needs and um, learning difficulties, um, developmental delay. Um, So we got a tour of the facilities and it was just really amazing to see everything they had there in place for these children. Um, So there was like physiotherapy, speech and language. Um, We got to sit in on like a um, communication session as well for a child with autism. Um, So that was really amazing to see that. And then we also saw um went to like an elderly school um so they really encouraged like learning and development even like past like adulthood into like the elderly population um, and it was just like a really amazing place
2: yeah that was one of not our favorites because you have so many different favorites for different things but we all really enjoyed our day there because they um like Naomi said put the emphasis on developing skills in later life um, and also they teach them like dementia exercises to prevent okay. um, dementia and they, they were these different exercises we were doing with them um, and playing games and learning new skills um, in order to help them financially so that they could sell um, like bugs or things that they have physically made to also help them which we've just what was like amazing and everyone there was so happy we actually yeah. ran a um bingo game for them which was really really fun
1: yeah it was just a really nice atmosphere mm. there yeah and they had a um buddha come in as well and run the services for them yeah um so there was like that really holistic approach as well yeah. like the whole time
0: yeah and quite kind of focused on health promotion or just well-being promotion yeah. almost mm. as much as anything else
2: Yeah, that was really interesting to see. And then we did go to a, was it like a welfare development centre? Um, Which is kind of, you could compare it to the equivalent of like a care home Mm -hmm. um, here. Um, And that was definitely really interesting to see um, because I do work in a care home. So to have that that differences as well. Um, And there was a lot of equipment um, and physio that they had there as well, which is something that was really great to see because that's something that's quite hard um, in the care homes here to have.
0: Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, And then so we've heard quite a lot about your experiences kind of from your placement clinical kind of point of view, but what else did you do? What did you do in your your spare time so you've got every evening um Mm -hmm. and um weekends and how was that
1: um we definitely made sure we made the most of like our spare time so we sort of do some like of our work and studying and things and reflections from the placements in the evenings because there was a lot of free time then so we had more time sort of friday saturday sunday to go off and explore and travel um yeah. yeah we really both
2: before we like went out there obviously we met up quite a few times and we both knew that we wanted to travel whilst we were out there because i feel like you have to yeah um but we found like Chiang Mai where the placement was was such a good location like it was definitely the favorite food of like everywhere we went yeah. in, in Thailand um and there was a lot to do in the evenings but also it was quite a s- central location or a good place to get travel to other places so um we went off with like some of the other students to different parts in northern thailand and then we also went down um to one of the islands one weekend um and yeah tried to get obviously you couldn't really do a, a a traveling experience and that wasn't what we were there for but we did want to experience the rest of Um, Thailand or as much as possible I think we ticked off like a lot of things that we
1: wanted to do we had ideas in our head of things like places we wanted to go to and recommendations and we definitely got around and did most of them
2: yeah we were staying in um, hostels like for the first time as well um, and met loads of people um, backpacking and traveling and it definitely was yeah, it was uh, almost like an, a separate experience to the placement yeah. in some ways because it was a first for us doing that. Um, but it it was amazing. I mean, we we met some people in in one place one weekend, and then two weeks later we'd go to a different place and we'd meet up with them again. Yeah. And it was that was really um, random. I think you find that with um, traveling that it actually is such a small world.
0: Yeah, um, and you get a little community of people out there. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah definitely.
0: But it's nice to know that you're you're not just spending your whole time working or that Mm. your downtime, you're just exhausted and you haven't got the opportunity to do anything else. You can go and explore. And because you're all off together at the same time, you can go and explore with your friends. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was definitely like really good to share the experiences with each other because yeah, we really did some amazing things like all the island tours in the south and, and then there were lo- we loved waterfalls, yeah. so, so many waterfalls, um, and jungle yeah. tracks and things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We done almost like, not everything you could do because that's a bit naive, but we done as much as we could. Um, whilst also like taking time to like kind of process what was going on in, uh, the hospital and on placement, um, but another thing that was really nice on the weekends is that the buddies that we have from the um, college out there arranged like activity days for us. Okay. Um, so one of the weekends we spent the day with our buddies and we went to some markets and we had this really nice lunch on this lake, which I think was a res-
1: was it? Yeah, reservoir? I think it was a reservoir with mountains yeah. in the mm. background it was
2: really nice and we spent like a full day um with them and like the other students who came out together and that was a really really nice day and we really appreciate that they arranged that for us
0: and did did they were there like stuff in the evenings or other events or anything else that you kind of attended or went to as well or is it completely in your own free time do what you like
1: um we did so towards the end of the placement um We had a lot of cultural exchange activities in the first week where, um, so we put together a pub quiz because we thought that was very British. Yeah, (laughs) Um, And we led the pub quiz for the students at the college there. And then they did some night dancing um, and sort of shared their culture with us, which was really lovely. And then in the last week, they dressed us in traditional costume and took us to a cultural show. And we all had a meal um, there as well, which was so lovely. And some of our preceptors from the hospital came as well. So we got chatting with them, which was, it was oh, such nice. a nice evening, mm. yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, now, so one other thing that people might be interested in is sometimes they might think, right, going to the other side of the world to go and do a placement, um, what if something goes wrong? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, unfortunately for you, yeah. something did go wrong. Yes. Um, tell us, tell us what happened.
1: So, on one of our weekend adventures, um, we went to Pi for the weekend, just like north of where the placement was, and um, there was an accident where I was tripped over um, and fell onto a glass and cut my hand open quite badly, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was obviously quite stressful, um, but Sean looked after me very <laughs> well, she was like my nurse, <laughs> um, and... We managed to go back to the hostel and the people work at the hostel were really good. Um there was even a girl there who was a nurse. Okay. So she was very helpful too and they all looked after me really well and took me up to A and E. Um and yeah,
0: got me put my you hand back
1: together. Yeah, <laughs> prepared me. Um but yeah, it definitely there's no denying that it was a stressful experience for sure. Um but luckily Sean came in to A and E with me. Um because they were reluctant to let her in, but she yeah. came in in the end oh, and okay. looked after me, which was really good.
2: Yeah, yeah. and we also um, spoke to our lecturer who was out there at the time, because um, th- we had a bit of a decision to make about whether we stay and have Naomi's hand <laughs> stitched up um, in Pai, or whether we go to the private hospital in Chiang Mai, because yeah. w- they knew that we had insurance, and they were kind of... Not promoting it, but saying, "Oh, if you want to go there, you can go there." And there was—you
0: didn't know what the best option was, really. The best
2: option to do was, and it was it was the early hours of the morning. So um, we spoke to um, our lecturer, and she was amazing. She gave us all the reassurance we needed, um, and we then went to the private hospital when we got back to Chiang Mai, and um, she came with us to make sure that everything was all right, um, and. We had yeah we had good care out there, but it was definitely interesting to see it from the patient's perspective. Yeah, Not that that maybe. was by any means an
1: intention. I no, <laughs> wouldn't recommend it, but, but it yeah. was no. <laughs> it was absolutely fine, and mm. it all got sorted, and it yeah. was very well looked after.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So stuff goes wrong, but there's okay. systems in place, there's Back support in one place. Piece and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: It shouldn't be something that you should worry about. And before going on the placement, we done done um, risk assessments and we talked about the risks of almost everything, not specifically <laughs> that situation. <laughs> yeah. um, but we n- knew what could happen and we knew who we could contact. Um, and we were all the students in general. Were all, we were always looking out for each other. Like yeah. We had a group chat and um, even not from just a, like a physical accident but from a mental health perspective we like discussed before we were going out there that some people might feel lonely and we're not going to have our support systems in place like we normally would at home so we all made an effort to really look out for each other and when someone was going to grab dinner in the evening we put it in the group chat um or we made sure that everyone was included and yeah which was really really nice. Yeah, so
0: you kind of look out for each other and look after yeah, each other because it's yeah. yeah quite a big deal if you are suddenly feeling nervous or you're having a down day or whatever, yeah. and you're a, you know a long long way from home. Yeah, Definitely. Good. So, thank you for telling us all this. You've told us loads of really interesting stuff about your your time there. Is there anything else that we've missed? Anything that I should have asked about that we've that we've not discussed? Um, that you wanted to to add in, or have we kind of covered most of the experience?
1: Um, I'd say we've probably covered most of it. I think our advice would just be: if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about applying and doing it, just go for it because it's such like an invaluable experience. Like we loved every minute of it. We still talk about it every day. Wish we were back there. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, I think just if you want, if you're even thinking about it, just apply for it. Um, I think all of us had like the best time out there. Not only. Experiencing the placement in Thailand, but going to obviously that amazing country and like experiencing it, like we, me and Naomi have become like really really good friends now. Um, and before this placement, like we probably wouldn't have, and like even just things like that. Um, it's it's not like any placement that you will experience in the UK. Um, and there's so many transferable skills as well, like that isn't a negative that's um yeah. that's, a, that's a a bonus that's an amazing thing
1: even like with the language barrier obviously was an issue but it's like developed our communication like so well because we've had to find so many new ways of talking to the nurses and talking to the patients mm-hmm. um so yeah there's definitely a lot of amazing things you can take back
0: yeah brilliant well thank you very much um hopefully you've found this um chat with Naomi and Sean interesting Um, and informative if you have then please like it share it um, send it to your friends add any questions or comments below um, if you're on on the YouTube channel and we can answer those Um, if you are a a UEA student who's looking at maybe applying for this in the future then keep an eye out for our other video that I'll share with you separately um, where we look at some more of the practicalities of things Um, but thank you and thanks again thank you
2: for having us okay